I'm Sam Seitels, and you are listening to The Pillars of Hamilton. And I have a full house for this episode. I've never had this many people on an episode before, but I decided I had to bring on the teachers at Reed who are teaching for the first time, and they're doing it in the age of COVID. I could sing their praises all day, but I'll let the episode do the talking. In the first half, I have Christina Rosie and Alyssa Luca, and in the second half, we bring in Anthony Effinger, Isabel Gomez, and Alexis Harding. Now, before the episode starts, I do want to give a shout-out to two incredible teachers in Jamie Woolerman. She's at home nursing a wound. We cannot wait for you to come back, Miss Jamie. If you want to hear Jamie Woolerman, just check several episodes back. I had a conversation with her before she became a teacher. And that conversation basically turned into a job interview. Jamie, you rock. We miss you. Also want to give a shout out to Angela Cassidy. See, Miss Angela is a rock here at Reed. She is a model teacher, incredible employee, and just a wonderful person. Angela, you're amazing. Jamie and Angela, we talk about you later in this episode, so check it out. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the teachers at Reed. listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam Sidetells, and you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here, right now. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me this week. And guys, this is a special one. I'm not going to lie. I know these guests, and the reason I know these guests is because they work at Reed Preschool. What is up, girls? <laughs> They're so shy. They're Sorry. so shy. This is no, no. You're totally good, Miss Alyssa. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna be going. Their names to me are forever, Miss Alyssa and Miss Christina. Um, welcome to the Pillars. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Yo, I had to have you. So. This podcast is about teachers who are spending their first year in the classroom. But you guys, it's not an ordinary year by any stretch of the imagination. I don't want you guys to think that what you're doing uh, is trivial or unimportant because what you guys have done this year is make an impact on kids who nowadays need that type of help and guidance the most. We are dealing uh, in the age of COVID, and it just so happens that the first year you two are in a classroom is when COVID is around. And here at Reed, we just need teachers who are not just responsible, good teachers, but people who have big hearts, people who understand that nobody's going through a normal situation nowadays. Everyone has their own struggles because of this virus. So here you guys are. You guys are about six months into your teaching career. I have so many good things to say to you guys because I am so beyond proud. I don't want to be a total cheese ball here. No, I love it. No, you want me to keep going? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to bow down. So I have to ask you guys, what has it been like generally? Because I know this can't be what you imagine because this is unlike any classroom you've ever been in your entire life. Cause we've had to bend, we've had to do certain things that you just don't do in a normal school year in order to keep all the kids safe. I want to start off with a lot of the positive stuff. Like what are the things that you are most proud of yourselves about 
the work you've done here? Because I'll sing your praises for days, but I actually want to know how you feel about what you have been doing. I like seeing little improvements, not even in like their academic way, just like like when I get one kid to pull his own pants up and like after going to the bathroom or one actually going to the bathroom by himself without me having to be in there. All right, Alyssa, let's put your class into context. (laughs) What age are you working with? I have the two and two, three-year-olds. Yeah, so any type of step is is like a mountain for them. That's a big step. So what kind of things, uh, like you said, so putting on their pants, have you had (laughs) moments where you look at them and something happens and you think, wow, you know, that is growth. That is something that happened because of my guidance. Oh yeah, definitely. I feel like crying when I think about it. Like with it's stupid, but little things like I just get really proud that like I did that and like I helped them accomplish even like it, they're, it's big things to them, like not peeing their pants anymore because we gave them positive reinforcements into not peeing their pants. And I don't know, it seems like trivial compared to like things that you guys do with the older kids. But like down there, it's just like we make big moments out of it. Like everyone claps for them. Like they're really proud of each other. Nothing that you are doing, nothing that you are doing is trivial. If you didn't teach them that, my kids would have to worry about peeing their pants while we're doing algebra. (laughs) (laughs) These are steps. They're all steps. It's a scaffolding process. And the things that you are doing with your students are setting them up for the rest of their lives. In fact, if you put it, if you think about it this way, Some of the stuff they're learning in upper elementary, like uh, multiply, uh, dividing fractions. What's the chance of them using that in their life? Probably minuscule. They might use it. I don't know. But everything that you have to teach to your students is a life skill that they need and that they need for the rest of their life. Yeah. I mean, it's fun down there. I like them. Like, well, I love them, but I like seeing like those improvements and... What's a, give me one moment, uh, Miss Alyssa. Give me one moment where a kid did something that almost made you cry. It really had to have been when, like, we have one child who, like, was not potty trained, really. So, like, I helped him become potty trained, and he just ran into the bathroom, came out to me. His pants were on the ground because he doesn't know how to do that yet. But <laughs> he was like, I peed on the potty by myself. And he was just, like, he was so proud of himself. Yes. And, like, I was like, yes, like, we're doing it. Yes. (laughs) We're getting there. I mean, this is a kid that you have seen every single day since, uh, you know, every day of the week since, what, uh, August, September? Yeah. And not only that, it's one of your first students. It's someone who just loves you and looks up to you. And he just hit a major milestone. Mm -hmm. And a big part of that is because of you. And that's just wonderful. And that's, that's one of the reasons I love you guys so much is that, You really do care. You aren't just going through some motions of, uh, all right, they need to know potty training, so let's do that. They need to hold a pencil. They need to know, you know, let's just do that. No, you are doing these things for them so that they are not just able to do it, but they're good at it and they're proud of themselves. And one of the reasons they're so proud of themselves is because of how proud you are. And that's amazing. And you don't even realize you're doing it. <laughs> Thank you. You guys are so new and, and you haven't seen the good and the bad. Uh, Christina. Yes. <laughs> so what age do you work with? I have the four to five-year-olds. When I go to your class, I think to myself, has she been teaching for 10 years? <laughs> how, how do you do it? Well, I love that you say that because I tell you this every time you tell me that I'm a nervous wreck every single day. I mean... 
four-year-olds, they the things that they say, the things that they do, I never know what's going to happen. And I think that that you can see that like through me is just great because I mean, I'm only 20 years old. It's my first time in a classroom and I, you know, at the start really didn't know what to expect and it's been amazing. I love all of my kids. They brighten my day and there's, I don't know, there's this quote that, like, if you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. I believe that was Socrates. I'm not sure. I just, I know that quote because, you know, I've worked, I worked at a pizza place before and I dreaded going to work. Did you really? At 16, you know, just. Why'd you dread it? It was just terrible. I mean, <laughs> I smelled like pizza. It was a million degrees in there. Like, it's just, I didn't enjoy doing it. There's rude customers, you know, just oh, stuff gosh. like that. I could and never I, work at a restaurant. It was terrible. But I, you know, wake up every morning and I look forward to coming and seeing my kids. And it's great. Oh, <laughs> oh, you're touching my heart. You know, over the years, I've seen a lot of teachers come and go. And sometimes teachers become teachers because of that wonderful summer break. Sometimes people become teachers because of all the uh, winter breaks and spring breaks. Some just don't know what else to do. So, like, for some reason, the education field is what they fall back on. But what I've also seen are people like you two who, I believe, understand the magnitude of what we are doing here. Nothing. Nothing we do. Write this down, people. If you want to be a teacher, write this down. Nothing we do in the classroom is trivial. You're nervous about coming to school? No, not coming to school. Just, you know, that, I don't know, the, they'll struggle with something or they'll ask me a question that I don't know the answer to or, you know, just little things like that. I'm not nervous coming to school. Yeah. I, I love coming to school. <laughs> I love that you love being here. So what about you? <clears throat> when I, like I said, when I go into your class... The kids are learning, and when they're not learning, they're playing freely, and they're so happy. Uh, okay, let me put this in context also for the people at home is that we don't have a normal school year where one teacher can go from one classroom to another. We have to, we're stuck in these little groups. We're not really supposed to intermingle. So when I see Christina or I see Miss Alyssa, it's literally just in passing because I'm not supposed to just go there and start teaching a class that they taught. Sometimes we do something outside here and there. But for the most part, uh, I have put these kids in the hands of these two. And so that really long-winded <laughs> uh, monologue was really just about me asking a question. Out of all the things you've been able to do with the kids, what would you say is, is a moment that you are most proud of? Um, I was thinking about one when Miss Alyssa was talking about getting someone on the potty. So, you know, it was a little thing that I think that is a big deal. I had one little child, um, and she became very hard on herself when it came to doing schoolwork. And if she struggled, because, you know, tracing is very hard for our four-year-olds, she would get really upset that she can't do it. She'd put her head down. And now she looks forward to doing work. She is the smartest in the world. And <laughs> I think that that makes me feel really good because self-confidence, I mean, I'm 20 years old and I struggle with self-confidence. And it's a big thing for someone at the age of four to believe in themselves and be able to do something as simple as tracing a letter A that we look at. And when they're so proud of themselves that they're able to do it, I just think the whole self-confidence and self-esteem is really important. It trickles down age. to your entire life. Mm -hmm. 
I agree. Yeah, because of her confidence in this, she's going to have an assignment later on where she's like, I'm good to go. I know how to do this. Uh, as opposed to someone who didn't get that lesson from you, who <clears throat> didn't get the positive reinforcement once it was over. And then when the next assignment comes, they're not feeling too confident to do it. And then that also trickles down. Uh, I've seen it a million times. I've, I've had fifth graders who I don't know what's happened to them the previous five years, but when it's time for a writing assignment, they can't even put together a sentence. What you guys are doing is laying that, that you're laying that foundation that's going to stick with them for the rest of their lives. And it's special. It really is. To add on to what Christina said and what you said too about when people don't know what they want to do in life. So they're like, oh, I'll just be a teacher. That always bothered me I don't, so I don't much like <laughs> because it's like they don't understand that it's you're not going in and teaching two plus two. Like you're teaching confidence and you're teaching life lessons. Yeah. And how to like be. And they just think, oh, I'm just going to go in, do my job and that's it. It's like, no, you're going to spend your hours after school, like reaching out to parents, like making crafts for the kids, like getting lessons ready. And it's not just go to work and go home. Yes. And we love doing it. Like I love sitting there and thinking about what I can do tomorrow to make it better for the kids and like fun things we can do together. You stay after hours, Miss Alyssa. <laughs> you stay yeah. for like three we, hours we after. Do. <laughs> yeah. There's always something to be done. No doubt. Oh my gosh. You, Miss Christina. Miss Christina closes a lot of times with Mr. Anthony, who we'll see later on to, uh, in this episode. And a lot of times she's just hanging with my little son, Ashy. My man. <laughs> <laughs> We have like a little thing. I'm like, Ashley, you're my dude. He goes, I'm your dude. Oh, oh, you're <laughs> pulling my heartstrings. So out of uh, everything that's happened this year, what do you think you've learned the most? Because anyone, a lot of teachers actually listen to this podcast. Um, and some of them are veteran teachers and they've picked up skills over five, 10, 15 years of teaching. Um, I want to know because you really got thrust into a classroom this year. I mean, you have, you guys are the head teachers, right? Basically, there's no changing classes. It's your group, your curriculum, of course, with the guidance of Lisa and I, but really it's your curriculum going along with the normal read. And it's your first year and it's during COVID. Like you must be learning so much. You must be gaining so many skills just through having to figure them out in the heat of the moment because there's so many variables that go on in the classroom. What, what would you say if you were going to like talk to your previous self of like six months ago, what did you learn that it's so good to have these, that skill at this point in your career? Um, well, I think in my personal life, I've definitely learned more about time management because <laughs> Miss Alyssa and I are also full-time students. So, you know, we have, what we're doing all day that comes home with us most of the time. And then we have our schoolwork at home. So time management is definitely something that I, I still struggle with, but oh, yeah. getting better. Um, and then in the classroom, I would definitely say patience. Mm. My patience is tested every day, <laughs> every day. I think that, you know, we are adults and we don't think the way that a four-year-old or a two-year-old would think. And, you know, they say things, they do things that are very frustrating. And we need to just say, you know, we're not going to do that today and move on. <laughs> well, that's a very important point that you brought up is that, like, as a teacher, you need to be able to think like 
a four-year-old or a five-year-old. That's one thing that I, I really feel like I'm almost blessed with, that I, I'm 38 now, but I feel like because I've stayed so close to the youth, I've been, uh, and I cherish my own childhood so much, that like I still feel that connection. Like I don't approve of what you're doing in my class, but I understand why you're doing it, and let's figure out how to make it not happen again. Or I understand where that passion's coming from. I understand where that anger's coming from because I was there mm -hmm. and I can almost feel empathetic or relate in some sense. And it's harder and harder the younger you go. I mean, you're dealing with four-year-olds, Alyssa. I guess, like for example, my son, Ashy, he just started pooping in his pants again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> have, you, have you seen this? Has this happened in the class yet? Not downstairs, no. Yeah, just just pooping in his pants again. He's been potty trained for like four, so it's like, okay, now I have to think really hard. Why is he regressing? So that happens down there a lot now. I'm realizing that they're all taking like a step back from what we've accomplished mm. so far in the year. And I know that happens with this age. So but that's what's frustrating is like, we've worked so hard to get this far and then they're doing things that they haven't done since the first week of school. Do you think it's almost like a trend? Like one of them did it, now the others are doing it too, or? They bounce off of each other and yeah. they think because one kid did it that I can do it. And they know it's not allowed, but they they push their buttons because they're trying to figure out who they are and what they can and can't do. I was yeah. just going to say my favorite is when they know they're doing something wrong and they know we're in there and they'll look at us just waiting <laughs> for us to say something to them. And they have this little smile. It's so funny. I know. You can just see it in their faces. None of them are good liars. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say something going off what you said about thinking like, um, you know, a four-year-old. It reminded me of something that I did the other day. Um, I have a kitchen set in my classroom, and we have these big, like, hollow blocks. And my kids like to stack the blocks as high as they can, drop all the kitchen food in them, knock over the blocks, and the kitchen food just goes all over the room. Oh, is that what that loud sound is? Yes. <laughs> so I was trying to teach about, you know, being respectful to our toys and being respectful to the things in our classroom. And respectful is a big word to a four-year-old. So I sat them all down. And have you guys seen Toy Story 3? Of course. Okay. So I told them, I said, do you guys know in Toy Story 3 when there's that scene where the kids um, in the bad preschool class and the toys, they're all hurt and they're broken because the kids are so mean to the toys. And all my kids are like, yeah, those kids are so mean. I don't want to be those kids. I'm like, well, can we be that good classroom where all the nice toys want to go and they have fun? And they're like, yeah. Has it worked? Not really, <laughs> but they have that connection of Toy Story 3 because they all knew immediately what I was talking about. There's the like the preschool class where they it's like horrible for like Woody and Buzz. They're looking at like the kids ripping the heads off the toys and stuff. Oh, and they made that connection. Um, so that's how I kind of thought. To Making connections. Level. Yes. Yes. And they understood, but we still make a mess in the, in the room, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> finding ways to connect through whatever it is. If it's Toy Story, fine. Um, in fact, I've taught a few lessons at this point in front of you guys. Like uh, I've done my breaking boards with martial arts or maybe just reading aloud. Now I know I have my own, everyone's got their own style when it comes to teaching. I have a very, I would say, I don't know, what would I say? Like a loud style, a charismatic maybe to some charismatic. degree. So are you guys able to take something from what you've seen me do and then put it into what you do? Are those beneficial? 
yes, the main thing that's like the best thing I've learned so far this year from you is to make it a story to them. Mm. Is like before you, if you're still setting up science lesson to say like, hey guys, like I was doing a um, lava lamp experiment and I was still getting it ready, putting it together. And I was like, so you guys know, like I was laying in bed the other night and my mom came in and she closed the light off and she told me I had to go to bed, but I was super scared of the dark. So you know what I did? And they're like, what did you do? And I was like, I made a lava lamp. And then we made the little lava lamp. But they yes. sat there and just stared at me the whole entire time. And I got everyone's attention because they thought I had something super important to tell them. And they loved the story. Yes. People want to know what's going to happen next. Parents, uh, you can use this skill at home, too. It's a skill that I've used uh, ever since I started teaching. Storytelling is key. Make it up on the spot. I mean, uh, I went through a whole story of why, how I went to, what, Miss Alyssa's house. I had to go through the swamp to get there. <laughs> and eventually we did a chemistry experiment. But because of that story, they were hanging on from beginning to end. Like, they oh, couldn't yeah. wait to find out what was going to happen. They so probably still mention it now. They... Like, Get out of here. They grasp things. Chemi chemical reaction. Like, a chemical reaction. They're still doing it? That's how they fall asleep at nap time. Like, they still to that. this And I did it, what, two days I did that with them? And that was in the beginning of the year around. Yeah. So, like, they're still, they remember it. I bring it up in lessons now. See, it's just because of my background entertainment, like I know the key thing you need to do is get them to remember and do what you need to do in order to get them to remember, whether it's making a little jingle or telling a story. There's just so many ways to do it. But um, being creative and more than anything, this is why I'm asking you guys if you're learning from my style is that it has to be real. Like Miss Christina, you have your own style. Miss Alyssa, you have your own style. All the teachers, so it's not like you can be another Mr. Sam, but you can be the absolute best Miss Christina, the absolute best Miss Alyssa. And the way I do it is taking a little bit from this teacher. I would take things from you guys too, things I see you guys do and I learn from, and then just turn that into something that will work with my style and then be the best I can possibly be. So... Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> but but I do want to know. I, I really do want to know because I know how passionate I am about this. Is teaching turning out to be what you had hoped it would be? Uh, and, and and what do you want as you progress, as, as we go on into the future? Well, I definitely, when you ask what is it what we expected, I didn't really have an expectation. I kind of didn't know what I was getting myself into. <laughs> um, you know, like we said, we've never been in a classroom before and times are different now. And, you know, something as little as the face mask. I mean, with Alyssa's two-year-olds, having them have a face mask on all day, it's, it's hard for them. And, you know, we do our very best to enforce that. But I think that it is the best of a first experience that I could ask for. I think just the relationships that I formed with so many students, not just my students, Miss Alyssa's students, Miss Jamie's students, Miss um, Lisa's students. I love every single one of them. And hmm. I just think that, I don't know where I'm going with this now. But well, I, I mean. love where you started with it, that you really are having the great experience. Yes, definitely. Huh? I think we are really fortunate in the sense that we get to be in the classroom. So like, I like that we can make the effort and, um, sorry, I can't think of the word, the effect on them in person. So yes. you really get to know them. Yes. It's so important to get that eye contact, to get that, that real human emotion. It's just like social media or anything. It's like you doing things, communicating on a computer is not natural. Uh, you need that real one-on-one -on -one communication in order to get the most out of each interaction. 
And um, the way you guys talk to the students, uh, the way you guys uh, fluctuate your voices, your creativity, and more than anything, girls, you guys are running your own classrooms and you're being very consistent, which means I can walk into your classes or walk past it and always see that the kids are doing something good, whether it's learning a lesson, uh, just talking to you guys, because there's a lot of growth through conversation, cleaning, sitting at desks and doing their work. I mean, your little, Miss Christine, your students sometimes look like they're little first graders. <laughs> yeah, they have their days where maybe <laughs> I get lucky when you don't walk, walk past my room. Uh, are you getting that. lucky just every time I pass by? <laughs> I'm, um, I'm not going to say yes, but they, they are good. They, um, well, we always will start off with something. I try to have a routine every day that they, they do follow and they know that after the lesson, we will either get a prize, we'll get a sticker, they love stickers, and we'll do something fun after. And I think they know the schedule because a little into our lesson, we're already asking, is it lunchtime? Can we go outside? So they know when it's coming. But I really appreciate that you think they look like first graders because, I, like I said, I panic a lot of times when I see you walk past my room. I'm like, oh, do goodness. you really panic? Well, let me tell you something. Uh, I, I don't get a lot of uh, time to sit down and truly um, objectively observe these teachers. Uh, but when I have with Miss Christine on two different occasions, I barely have anything to say to her. <laughs> I'm just like, maybe you're getting lucky, but man, oh man, I'm just glad those kids are in your class. And I am so glad, Miss Alyssa and Miss Christina, that my kids, because of the situation, are back at Reed and they get to be with you two and hang out with you two. And you guys are so good to them. Oh, I love them. <laughs> now, Miss Christina. You're about to be an adult, am I right? I am. <laughs> How many days till you're an adult? Two days. So, Miss Christina, I, I I brought you a little something. Oh, my. That's right. <laughs> you're putting me on the spot. You are so on the spot right now. So, Miss Christina and I share. Here, here you go. It's okay. it's wrapped really well, so uh, you might have to work through that. Me and Miss Christina, we share Aquarius birthdays. My birthday was on Monday. And um, we are realizing as time goes on that us Aquariuses have some things in common. We like have a lot of the same interests. I mean, both like teaching. But uh, okay, so Gosh, I'm being so loud. I'm sorry. No, please, no, no. Bring that right up to the microphone as you rip it apart. <laughs> so. Oh, I'm nervous. I don't like what do you think's things. inside, Miss Christina? You only deserve the best. I can guarantee you this. I can guarantee you this. No boss has ever bought this for their employee in the history of the planet. Man, how many layers? You really wrap this <laughs> I wrapped that with so much foil, plastic bag. I'm making you work for it, Miss Christina. Okay, we're getting there, people. What are you going to do for your 21st? Um, well, you know, with the times, oh, I'm sorry. With the times <laughs> right now, we're just going to, Miss Alyssa's coming. We're going out to dinner and just... Hanging, nothing special. Y'all are really the best of friends, aren't you? Yeah. We are. It's pretty darn cool that you guys get to work together like this. Yes, we've talked about that before, how that is like the, a dream, like that we work together and we're best friends. We work at the same school. So we really enjoy that. Gosh, Miss Christina, taking forever with the present. I'm trying to talk and do <laughs> multitasking here. I think you're on to the final layer. All right, we're on to some paper now. Mm-hmm. And underneath all that toilet paper is... Oh, my goodness. What is it? Friday the 13th. All eight movies. Oh, my gosh. And I'm going to tell you oh. something. I actually haven't seen all of them. Oh! So... 
Yeah, see, me and Miss Christina, we share a love of cheesy 80 horror movies, so. I just love the 80s. The 80s are the best. Right now, we're obsessed with Cobra Kai, right? Yes, that is an amazing show. If you haven't seen it, go watch it on Netflix. <laughs> Have you seen Friday the 13th Part 7? Oh, gosh. Put me on the spot All right. No, you've got homework to do. You've got homework. <laughs> okay. We'll L come back to this. Listen, I had you two on <laughs> well, first. thank you. No, it's my pleasure. <laughs> thank, I, thank you for being such a cool employee that I can buy Friday the 13th for. Of course. <laughs> um, so I just want to say before we bring in the other uh, teachers who are fantastic teachers, I have so much to say to them, too. But you two just became adults and you took on a responsibility and you took it on like a couple of pros. And I want to say thank you. I could not be more proud of you two. I will be singing your praises for many years to come. And just remember, you should be confident because you two are awesome teachers. Thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to commercial break. But when we come back, we have so many other teachers to introduce you to. Some of them you probably already know. So stick around. Oh, not again. The TV's out, Lisa. Wait a minute. Mr. Garrier is here. Mr. Garrier, how can you help me? What seems to be the problem? I don't even know. I need someone who can just come in and fix stuff for me. Do you know a guy like that? Yes, we could take care of your problem. You mean to tell me Garrier Electric are the people to call if you have electrical issues? Yes, you might have overloaded your circuit. It might be as simple as resetting the circuit breaker. Shocking. <laughs> Mr. Garrier, if someone wants to reach out to you and get that service, how do they get a hold of you? Just call me anytime at 567-6000. That's area code 609-567-6000. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back and we have tripled. That's right. We have tripled in size. With me now are three of the most glorious teachers in Hamilton. And I feel like you might know some of them. In fact, there's one of them I feel like everybody knows. Yo, what is up, Mr. Anthony? What's going on? How we doing? Why, why is it that every time parents come and pick their kids up, why does everyone know you? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've lived in Hamilton all my life. They say everybody in Hamilton knows everybody. Went through Hamilton school, so I know a lot of people playing sports and everything growing up, too. It's a small town. Very, small town. Very. So is that what it is? You're, you're a true Hamiltonian. Yeah, you could say so. Dude, and you're always so smiley. I mean, you basically got this job because you make people so happy. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's true, man. Um, as soon as you came into the job interview, you have that energy about you. Is that just who you are always? Have you always been like this? Yeah, um, a couple of my coaches used to call me smiley. <laughs> I used to always I used to always have a smile on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well you have it around the kids and do you know what that results in? I hope it creates a positive vibe and I hope the kids pick up on that. I think they do. And they definitely generate a positive vibe towards me. Yes. One hundred percent. The kids love you, man. Uh it's good to have another guy out there who uh, who who is athletic, someone who's charismatic, and one that's genu genuinely happy to be here and work with the kids. I know that when you weren't here for a while, uh they definitely missed you. And you know what's cool though, uh Anthony, is that over the years, you're going to develop skills. You know, you have a lot of things to learn because you just got in the classroom. You're learning classroom management, um, all you know, all everything that a teacher needs to learn when they first get in the classroom. But what you have, you can't teach anybody that. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
It's true. I do. Thank you. The kids feel comfortable around you. Sometimes too comfortable. So we got to lay down the law. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. But yeah. Yeah. Got a little soft side to me. Yeah. Sure, so. You know what, man? When I first started teaching, I was just like you, where everyone loved me. Uh, but I just had some classroom management skills to learn. Do you feel as the year is progressing that you are gaining any of those skills? Yeah, I'd say so. What kind of things Definitely. have you, what kind of like, what kind of skills have you learned? Or are there certain things you've tried and implemented and it's worked for you? I know, especially downstairs with the younger kids, since I've been down there a lot um, with the four-year-olds. At first, you know, they, Mr. Anthony, oh, it's Mr. Fun Guy. It's time to, you know, we're not going to learn. We're going to play all day. And to get them to sit down and, you know, do their work and trace their letters and go over whatever letter we were working or learning on that week, it was it was tough to get going. But you got you to you raise your voice a little bit. Even though they're, even though they're young, you got you to gotta lay the wall down. And that was, um, that was something I think I'm really picking up more. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, you can be Mr. Fun Guy, right. but before Mr. Fun Guy comes out, Mr. Dr. Respectable guy. I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't have a name for him, right, right. but you got to get that respect first. And then you can do the fun when the kids know their boundaries. Hey, Mr. Anthony will allow us to do all this fun stuff, but doing this is crossing the line. Once they know that, then you can be as fun as you want and they will know, you know, not to cross the line. So uh, that's cool. Sitting next to my man, Mr. Anthony, is the one and only, the very professional and very impressive Miss Lexi. Look, people are going to give it. Yeah, go ahead. Put your hands together for Miss Lexi. Hi, how are you? Um, superb. Miss Lexi, how do you do it? I don't know. <laughs> you, you seriously, you're the one person I've ever met who is in their first year of teaching, but you could go into any classroom and hold it down. Am I right, people? Yeah, she is. She is great. She is amazing. And for the people who don't understand, I'm talking about a range of like three to thirteen, and she is so consistent. Where are these skills coming from, Miss Lexi? Uh, I wish I could tell you. <laughs> um, I I feel like I just know like the age group that I'm with, and you know, with like the two year olds, you gotta be obviously keep an eye on them twenty four seven because. You turn your set, you turn your head, and they're into something. And you know, I just you gotta yell at them sometimes. And but they're always gonna come up to you and be like, "Oh, I love you." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> See, that's the thing too. Like I was saying with Mr. Anthony, I think I might have mentioned this to you before. Is that there's a difference between, and I don't think you mean yelling like some people might think when someone who's not a teacher here is yelling, they're thinking one thing. What we mean by that is to almost, in a, in a sense, use your teacher voice. Like, for example, there are times, being the principal of the school, where I have to get everyone together and really use my principal voice. Now, there's a difference between fear and respect. I have seen teachers who come in and they yell and they tell you, don't do that. You don't do that. I'm going to kick you out of this class. Now, does a kid respect that person more? No. Anyone can throw a little hissy fit but to be able to sit down with a stern voice to be able to explain what you did wrong why it was wrong and then even have you admit that yeah you knew what you were doing was wrong I, kids want that they want that and I'll, I'll tell you not two minutes after i have one of those talks the kids are coming up to me like they like me more than ever you know so mr fun guy is great because that but i found out they'll like me even more 
is first, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to say Mr. Tough Guy. That doesn't sound, <laughs> you know, but, but not Mr. Serious either. Just a guy who wants the best and will lay the law down in order to achieve the best. So I'm just really impressed with, by you and Miss Lexi. Thank you. I appreciate it. Are you enjoying it? I love it. Yeah? Every day I love it. <laughs> What's the end goal? What do you want to end up doing with your career? Um, well, first when I started working here, I wanted to teach probably like second to third grade. But now that I've been working with like the kindergarten and first graders more, I think that's that's where I want to be. Oh, I'm so happy you're getting that kind of knowledge through uh, yeah. working here. What about it is is making you change over? They're just so fun. Any like everything that they say is so funny. Like I always come home with stories, like telling my mom like what happened that day of like something funny that happened, and I feel like I respect them. They respect me, and like they know like we get our work done. We're gonna have fun. Like I'm gonna sit down. Like I'll play with them. Play any game they want. We'll go outside, play tag, play soccer. They know just. What's get our their work favorite done. thing to play with you nowadays? Right now it's soccer. We've we've been on a soccer kick, so you guys, all the teachers sitting at this table are so motivated and are so active. I've seen so many teachers who want to sit. I'm not saying just here. I'm saying like in my whole career, fifth. I've seen so many teachers who are like, "You guys go play. I'll be here." You guys are not that crew, Miss Isabel. I saw you climbing that jungle gym, going crazy today. <laughs> You are all over the place. Miss Isabel, please, I, please come close to this I, mic. I love, go, I love the slides. I love the slides <laughs> and, and the swings. I've always loved it. I always will. Yeah? <laughs> I, I went for with life. Michael with it today, actually. We went oh, together really? on the slide, yeah. Aww. Yeah, it just makes him happy, you know? Like Miss Lexi said, like, just seeing that smile, like, on a kid, like, makes you, like, your heart is full, so. Well, from from the start, Miss Isabel is the only one who's been here since last year. Um, she doesn't have her own classroom. She's always in other people's classrooms helping out, and the kids love her. I remember the first time I noticed that. Do you know? Do you remember when we were out at the playground? And I, uh, do you, are you saying yes? But Wait, you don't yeah, I'm remember. Like trying, yeah, I'm, like trying, I'm, like, I'm like trying to butt in, but like I don't know like when to talk. <laughs> no, no, please interrupt me. Now's the time. Do you remember what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did he do? Just hugged me and said, he calls me Mizzy Bell. <laughs> Mizzy Bell? And, like, just, like, we were on the swings, and then, like, we just had that, you know, bestie relationship. Uh, boy, oh, boy, do I have a letter of recommendation for her one day. Just easy to work with. Yeah, I'm not even going to say it. I'm her boss. I, I'll tell her another. Look, you guys, you guys have all had the chance to have Miss Isabel come into your classroom. What has that been like for you guys? She's amazing. I, I just love Isabel, just as a person, as a teacher. I just love her. Sorry, I'm like on top of her right now. <laughs> <laughs> Does she not just make you feel like comfortable and like happy? Speak up, guys. She is so funny down there too because we we do the same thing, but like we spell things so the kids don't understand what we're saying. Some of it, not that it's bad things, but it's things we don't want. Like you understand, like you don't want kids to hear some things, right? And um. When we spell them back and forth, we sit there for like five minutes trying to think about what the other person said, like the spelling. And she's so funny with it. I just be like, I don't know, give me a word for example. I don't know, like, like if I was saying B A D, I'm like, I'm be like what? I'm like B A D, B A D. Oh, bad. Okay. <laughs> Me a minute, but but you get there eventually. Yes. Yeah, you're great like that. 
Thank you, guys. No, thank you, Miss Isabel. You are just, you bring such joy to this school. The kids absolutely, I, how can I, you guys, all the kids love you guys. My, if you guys are listening to this at home and you are a read parent, I know you don't get to come into the school this year. There's all these restrictions. There's so many things that Lisa and I had to figure out this year for the first time. I mean, our heads have been spinning for like eight months trying to figure this out. But what keeps us from falling over are the teachers. First of all, I want to give a shout out to two teachers who are not here right now. One of them has her own episode. Check it out. Jamie Willerman. Uh, can we give a shout out real quick to Jamie Willerman? Shout out, Jamie. I miss you. And Hi, I miss, Jamie. I miss Michael. Shout out, Jamie. I hope I'm doing a good job with your class downstairs. Shout out, Miss Jamie. We miss you. Yeah, Jamie uh, decided to just jump on a trampoline, which, you know, nothing ever bad happens on a trampoline. Uh, tore her ACL. And uh, because of that, she has many little kids who miss her. And I miss her kids, too. I can't wait for them to come back. Uh, one other shout-out, not someone who's in her first year by any means. I got to give a huge shout-out to Miss Angela. Miss Angela has been with Lisa and I since the start. We can count on her. She is an exceptional employee, teacher, and person. Perhaps the most professional person I've ever met. And, um, gosh... We just couldn't do it without her. Miss Angela, we love you, and we all appreciate you. Am I right, people? Yep. Yes. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. So out of your time here, we got, we got to get to the chat pack, guys. But before we get to the chat pack, I just want to know, especially from you three who just walked in, life teaching, it's about experiences. Each of these kids has an experience that are going to shape them as time goes on. But you guys are being shaped as teachers as well with all these experiences. Have you made an experience here that is something that you think you're going to remember for the rest of your life, something that's impacted a kid that is possibly going to impact him or her for the rest of their, their life? I, I know that's a big question to ask, but as a teacher who's passionate like myself, I'm striving for those moments. And then all of a sudden on Facebook, like on my birthday the other day, when an old uh, student messages me and tells me how the impact I made, I'm like, all right, I did it. Like, I really did it. Uh, I know I can tell you're all striving for that. You're all striving to give the kids the best. Um, I don't know if there's really one specific moment. I kind of, that, like you said, that's why really, that's the goal. Like, I hope these kids remember. I hope 30 years from now they, these kids see me and are like, oh, Mr. A, when I'm walking in Walmart or whatever, you know. But I don't know if there's one specific moment. I kind of, uh, with a lot of the kids, um, I really hope that, oh, they're going to remember this forever. Because a lot of kids, like, they always are coming up to me and, and hugging me. Like, even, so, yeah, for instance, today, um, Miss Lewis had the, the discipline of student. He wasn't really listening too much. And he, he just came up to me and, and gave me a hug. And he just... He's hanging on me, and Miss Liz is still talking to him. And he's just you know, not paying any mind, and looks at her and goes, "I, I just, I just really love Mr. Anthony. Mm. I just really love him." And I'm like, "Oh, that, that made me feel good, you know." That's one actually that popped out today. Actually, that happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of times, too, Anthony is like the stuff that you're doing. You're not even gonna ever find out, or you may find out years down the road. But let me tell you, what you're doing is making an impact. And you're not even teaching lessons yet. Once right. you start really teaching lessons, that's when the real teachable moments start happening where you really can help impact them, their confidence, and their future education. Um, so I had had one like a couple of days ago, and I think, not like a couple of days ago, but like 
just generally like being here when like I play with them like they that's what they look forward to like at, like after they're done their work they just look forward to playing and like I love playing with them like I've been active like I played softball soccer like all sports right you and you guys were a team right you and Christina well, yes for years we played softball together very like, competitively we're talking yeah. 5 a.m. played four Ooh. games four yeah. games on Saturday then got up the next day played three more well Miss Christina word on the street is that you were such a boss that you actually got some kind of scholarship? Scholarship? Uh, yes, I, softball was definitely my sport. I played all through high school. Um, me and Miss Lax, you were talking about this earlier. I played mm -hmm. on three teams um, at once. I mean, it was that's all I did. And yes, I won a scholarship for softball. I think my senior year in high school. Hey, you ever seen the movie A League of Their Own? I have not. <gasps> I love that movie. Yo. Okay, go to Miss Lexi. <laughs> you have your homework to do, Miss Lexi. So yeah, just playing with them and just hearing them be like, "Am I done my work yet? Can I play with you?" And I'm like, "No, sorry, no Couple more pages, and then we can play together." Yeah, they just so, want that play time so yeah, bad, huh? They love it. Doesn't that help? I mean, you guys are young as it is. You guys are just like out of college or you know finishing up. Do you feel like these kids might help you stay youthful? Definitely. I mean, I'm telling you, some of my friends who are 38, 39, 40, they are, they have been in a cubicle for the last 20 years. They've had to push papers and sometimes work weekends for the boss for 20 years. They are not young at heart anymore. <laughs> they have aged, their heart has aged, but something about being around these kids, it'll keep you young. You look like you have something yeah. to say, Miss Alyssa. <laughs> it's funny because I'm always with a two to three year old. So when I will come to Mr. Sam's class or even like Miss Angela's class, I will say things to the kids that they're just like, what? <laughs> like if I'm, I'm like, oh, you have to go potty. And they just look at 13 year olds <laughs> are looking at me like I have to go to the bathroom, but I don't go like to the potty <laughs> and just things like that. I don't realize I'm like. Okay, I'm acting like a four-year-old right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Um, me and Miss Alyssa actually had a conversation how our teaching voices kind of came home with us, and we um, <laughs> reprimand our oh. boyfriends. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. Your <laughs> like, poor boyfriends. They're three-year-olds. What are you saying like, to them? And, like, we are not doing this today. This is not going to happen today. <laughs> and Alyssa does it with her boyfriend, and he's like, why oh, are you yeah. talking to me like I'm two years old? And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. Imagine being married to someone like that. Me and Lisa, we have a full-on back and forth. <laughs> uh, I better not get into that, right, Miss Lisa? <laughs> Alyssa, were you going to say one other thing? I was just going to say the same thing. Like, we were, me and my boyfriend, like, we were not arguing, but... And he said something, and I was like, we are not doing that right now. <laughs> like, we cannot. And he was just looked at me, and he's like, is that, like, passive aggressive? Is that, like, <laughs> that's just how you talk to a two-year-old? <laughs> hey, sometimes you have to talk to your boyfriend like a two-year-old. I mean, us guys, we're a little, you know, yeah. So, anyways, Miss Isabella, is there anything else you wanted to share? Yeah, actually, I was going to say now, like, with this whole COVID and everything, like, with the kids being remote, they get not frustrated, but you know, they get annoyed with school. And this goes back to like the impact that you said earlier. Um, I kind of like want to make, like when I'm with Miss Angela, like your class, um, I try to make them have like fun with ST math. You can see that they don't want to do it. But I try to say, like, math is a game, math is fun, like, let's do it. Yeah, but you try to make it fun for them, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, what yeah, that's my point. I try to make them fun and like just having that impact on the kid, I hope, just to make them happy to come to school, like, 
be happy all the time and like just have fun with school you know like, like don't make it boring like make it like in a fun positive way for them to um learn in a fun way I well that made sense. I mean, well yeah no that made perfect sense and you know you work with Viv a lot too right yes her confidence has grown this year i don't know what school is like for her before this year but I know that this year she's happier than she's ever been. She loves coming to school. She gives me so much positive feedback. She took a test this week. Her ELA skills have gone up two grade levels in the six oh. months she was here. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Is, is it because of the ELA we've taught her? No, because we haven't. But what we have done is given her that confidence. And I have a good feeling she was not receiving that before. And now that she's, has it, now that she's getting it, the sky's the limit. That's, oh, a, that's, that's great to hear. That's a fist bump right here. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the chat pack in which I have all these cards. And um, let's see here. I'm going to start off with you, Miss Alyssa. You can pick one out. And then, I don't know, let's see who can answer it. What is the best piece of advice you have ever received in your life? Ooh, that's deep. Uh, okay. Um, my mom, she gives me a lot of advice. I think a good piece of advice is that you can't please everyone. I don't know if this can be translated into the classroom. I just think no matter what you do, no matter how hard you try, there's going to be someone or something that's going to stand in your way, and you kind of just have to work through that and push through that and just believe in yourself. Am I going out on a limb and saying you are the type of person who tries to please everyone? No, not at all. You're not? <laughs> no, you're not going out on a limb. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're 100 you, right. You seem like the type of person who wants to please. Yes, and I think me and Miss Alyssa identify this. We have a very hard time saying no. We'll just do anything for anyone, and just how it is. You're good people. You're Thank good you. people. But yeah, doesn't it that time though when you listen to mom and that time you know you shouldn't and you just tell the person no? Don't you walk away from that feeling like yes, I did it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone else? That's a great piece of advice, Mom. Does anyone else have a uh, piece of advice that this that's going to stick with them? I mean, my my dad always told me to do what I love. And mm. Teaching is what I love. So. That's beautiful, Dad. Yeah, a lot of uh, parents teach uh, their kids to do what they want them to do, and then others teach them you do what you love, and that's a beautiful thing to teach your kids. Are we ready for round two, Mr. Anthony? Mr. Anthony. All right, let's see what we got. Let's see what we got, brother. Fun. I like this. <laughs> what event or activity in the next few months are you looking forward to more than anything else? Oh, an event? I don't even remember Ms. putting Christina's that. Miss Christina's going to go very shortly. My 21st oh, birthday. birthday this Friday. <laughs> Woohoo! Rock and roll. Do you guys, man, during the age of COVID, that's a huge one, but does really anyone have anything else? No. <laughs> no. What a terrible question yeah. for me to put in there. I'll tell you what, we got time for one more. Isabel, since you're having such a good time over there. Oh, goodness. This is long. If you could become fully enlightened instantly on any one subject, what subject would you choose? Which subject would you I choose? It, I think it would be science, actually. And I always grew up liking science, actually, because, like, experimenting in high school and, like, all, like, the labs and stuff, like, you know, mixing and, like, you know, all that cool stuff that we did with the goggles. And, like, dressing up, too. You know, you like that when you're a kid, dressing up, putting the goggles on, that coat thing. I still do it. <laughs> I think science would be my answer, actually. So Very cool. Uh, any science? Biology, chemistry, all of it? Uh, maybe actually bio. I'm not a fan of physics. Okay. So, no. no yeah, bio. You. Does bio. anyone else want to be fully enlightened, like the Buddha? Hey, you know what? It's a, uh, You got one? If not, yeah. I mean, this might be cheesy, and 
but like I think we can all agree life fully enlightened on life that'd be nice to, <laughs> the meaning of life yeah. <laughs> that would be nice or maybe it wouldn't I don't know <laughs> all right you know what teachers I'm gonna pick the last two because I'm your boss and I can do that kind of stuff <laughs> all right there are two that I really like and I'm just curious about your answers um, first fun one considering all the big screen movies that you have ever seen which one do you believe had the greatest emotional impact on you besides Friday the 13th <laughs> I have one but can this be an edit because I don't know the name and I want to see if you guys do it's the um it's this, the teacher who goes into the the classroom dangerous minds freedom writers free Oh, oh that's I was gonna say class. that. <laughs> I was gonna say that. What what's it called? Freedom, Freedom Riders? Writers. Freedom Riders. Yes. I think I've heard of that. Yes, this teacher, she goes into a um a classroom with students who were treated as if they couldn't learn and they weren't like special enough to learn. They they were given up. Like they were in gangs and so the school didn't think that they could have the potential to be anything in life. And she really just put it into their minds that they can. And she taught them more than any, like she bought them all their new books because the school wanted to give them ripped up books because they didn't think that they would care about the books. And she just really put it into their minds that they can be anything they want to be. And that if they just worked hard and did what they would do, that they could get far in life. And they did. And it's a true story too. So really, yeah, that just inspires me to be like, Oh, you sold it. I am definitely going to see that movie. (laughs) Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, we were talking earlier about Dead Poets Society. That's uh, If you haven't seen Dead Poets Society, there's just one scene in it where Robin Williams, spoiler alert, he um, he's te- reading poetry, but the kids are bored, so then he reads poetry from the top of a desk, standing on it. The kids had never seen anything like that before. A teacher standing on his desk is just showing how the world can be seen in so many different ways. We don't have to be a cookie cutter. We don't have to do the same thing and go in straight rows. We can climb on desks and see things in a different, maybe more beautiful way. Um, I love that movie. And if you haven't seen it, Dead Poet Society, people. Final question, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? What type of service to others or good deed done for other people do you personally find the most rewarding? I guess we'll go back to earlier on um, always being happy all the time. I just bringing people happiness that makes me happy. Um, you know, I don't. I don't. You, you feed off that, don't yeah, you? I don't, you don't want to walk around a frown all the time, and be miserable. Like, who wants to do that? I mean, I want to. You know, you should be happy, energetic all the time. I mean, that's just I, that's how I am, and that's how I try. Dude, to that's feed not towards just people. You that's know? just not even how you are around people. I've seen you. Like, if you're walking across the street, I don't know, throwing trash or doing whatever it is you do. <laughs> You got a big old smile on your face. Yeah. You know, what's there to be upset about? You know, you're waking up, you're breathing every day, got another day on this earth. What's you're only going to live once. There's nothing, there, exactly. Nothing to be mad about. Yeah. Good stuff, my man. Uh, anybody else? I think just teaching in general is very rewarding. I think mm. we can all agree with that. Yes. I think, I think people say that teaching is like the most rewarding thing that you can do. And I just not just teaching academic things and educational things but we talked about you know life lessons and things that they'll carry with them for the rest of their lives beautifully said beautifully said you're in for a a lifetime of of feeling rewarded and wait till those kids are older and tell you about it kids want teachers who care and you guys care so much there's not a doubt in my mind 
that you guys are going to make a major impact on the youth of Hamilton or wherever you go. And um, I can't wait to see it. Can't wait to find out about it. Uh, it's what a wonderful group you guys are. Hey, before you guys get out of here, is there anyone you would like to give a shout out to? Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to my mom. Um, she's one of my biggest inspirations to become a teacher. She was in the classroom for 25 years. Um, she's now a supervisor, and she's actually doing her master's right now at Rowan University to get her um, degree in administration. So she's been with me every step of the way in my teaching career so far, and I think I definitely get my creativity from her. So shout out to Joelle. Yo, your parents sound awesome, by the way. They are great. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Isabel, who would you like to give a shout out to? Just like what Christina said, um, my parents as well, they've been like my number one supporters. Um, I'm an only child, so yeah, I'm spoiled. And um, they gave <laughs> yeah, me everything I, uh, so like just that support 24 seven, um, achieving my dream and them being right there, clapping me up. So them a lot. They did good. Thank you. You guys did good. You guys did good. I want to give a shout out to, of course, my parents, but number one, my nephew, Connor, He's 11, but he will sit there and listen to every single story I have to talk about work. And he is so interested. And he, like, will ask me later, like, oh, what ever happened? And, like, he'll want to be updated with everything. He's really interested. Oh, yeah. So uh, shout out to him. What up, dude? <laughs> what about you, Mr. Anthony? Of course, I want to give a shout out to my parents for everything they've done. But on a little uh, different note. Uh, Miss Dina, if you're listening to this, I want to give a shout out to you. I uh, remember when I left my last day of camp, uh, you said, when I turn 16 or 17, I'll be working here. And I'm one day here I am. So if you're listening to this, shout out to you. Dude, that might be my favorite shout out of all time. Miss Dina, if you are listening to this, maybe Mr. Anthony can convince you to come on my show. Dude, I've got all of Hamilton trying to convince <laughs> her to come on my show. We want you here, Miss Dina. And uh, you did good with with well, you did good with this guy, Mr. Anthony. Good job, Miss Dina. <laughs> Miss Lexi. Um, I would like to give a shout out to my parents for always supporting me and pushing me to be my very best. Right on. I feel bad that I just said my mom and everyone just said their parents. So my dad's amazing <laughs> too. He, he supports me with everything. He, I kind of gave your dad a shout yeah, out. He deserves it. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. So. A bunch of nervous teachers an hour ago. How are we feeling now? Are we good? Still nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you, Christina. <laughs> Thank you, Isabel. Still nervous, but we're having fun. Rock and roll. Yeah, right. Rock and roll. I would do it again. You'd do it again? <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Maybe part two one of these days. Uh, as for now, guys, thank you so much for what you do. I appreciate you all so much. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the staff at Reed. Reed. <laughs>